One of the overriding concerns of the evangelist Luke is the virtue of faith. We don't frequently speak about virtues today. Uh, This is something of a shame, but it's sort of a mixed blessing as well, as I'll explain. Virtue, though, is an intrinsic part of Christian moral teaching. Uh, On the other hand, what our understanding is of what virtue is has drifted quite a bit over the past four centuries or so to the point where we don't really remember what a virtue is anymore. And so when we talk about virtue, it's often a very confused discussion that uh, doesn't hold together. Literally, a virtue is an empowerment. It's a strength that we have of some kind. It is a growing, expanding capacity to act in a certain way toward a certain goal. So, for instance, in the classical world, where this comes from, the Greek world, a sprinter in the Olympics would have the virtue of swift feet, and an archer would have the virtue of a steady hand. These are things that increase by practice, so we can practice to be better sprinters and better archers. Uh, Some people do have steadier hands by nature, but some practice of shooting arrows uh, will help us to learn how to hold still, even when we're afraid, say. Now, these two virtues I've mentioned, swift-footedness, we can call it, and steadiness of hand, uh, these are primarily physical virtues. We don't think of them as moral virtues anymore. But this is the basic idea, and it's good to start there. So uh, to increase these virtues, we also need other more basic virtues. So to practice anything, any craft, uh, to be an athlete requires a certain amount of perseverance and patience. Uh, it can be tedious, say, to practice lifting weights or practice stretching a bow day after day. Uh, humility and docility are important because we need teachers. We need someone, a, a coach, to notice if we're running well or not, to see if there's a flaw in the way we pull the bow back, etc. And then we need to be able to listen to the instruction we're getting. So we need a certain humility. Temperance allows us to avoid foods that make sprinting difficult, uh, or chemicals like caffeine that make it hard to sit still. So there's a kind of hierarchy of virtues. So patience, humility, docility, temperance, these are sort of more basic than swift-footedness because they make the other ones possible. And so uh, patience and perseverance, because they're more basic, can be of use in lots of different contexts. Uh, Those of you who are parents will know this. Being patient uh, is great uh, virtue to have if you're a parent because children don't always act exactly the way you want, and so you have to be ready to wait until they grow up, wait until they understand, uh, wait until the right time to make a correction, and so on. Eventually, four primary virtues were isolated by the philosopher Aristotle, And these actually eventually entered into the Christian Bible. They appear in the Book of Wisdom. And from there, they enter into the Catechism of the Catholic Church that we have today. These four primary virtues, which are called the cardinal virtues, are courage or fortitude, temperance, prudence, and justice. Now, these are also primary virtues because they are particularly applicable to the most important crafts that we do together, and that is the craft of living together, uh, whether it be in a household or in a city or in a nation. Now, I said at the beginning we don't quite remember what virtues are, so I've given this explanation, but 
I also just want to point out, if we have, uh, if we're inclined to despair about our current political situation and the presidential campaign, uh, perhaps it's because we don't practice courage, prudence, temperance, and justice. We don't talk about them anymore. We don't know what they are as Americans, and so we don't know how to contribute to the common practice of living together as a nation. Now, all of this is background, though, to what I want to say about faith uh, and why faith is difficult to understand today, because it is a virtue. It's one of the theological virtues. So it is, uh, along with faith, hope, and love, these make up the virtues that God gives us at baptism that then allow us to grow into our highest potential, which is persons who are children of God, members of God's kingdom, members of Christ's body. So, thinking of faith as a virtue, it is something that frees us from our natural limitations to be able to pursue some kind of goal. Okay, so we could do uh, cabinet making or we could do singing, practicing law, etc. Faith empowers us to live, as I say, as children of God, to believe the things that God tells us, to trust him, to have a relationship with him, etc., so the presupposition of the whole idea of virtue is that human nature, when it comes out of the womb, has capacities, has potential, but it's not realized yet. This potential needs to be actualized, made real, and the virtues are those things that make them real. So by practicing the virtues, we become who we really are. So prudence helps us to make good, sound decisions. Temperance keeps us from needless distractions. It keeps us from harming our bodies uh, by unmoderated desires. So there's always this understanding with the idea of virtue that there is the person I am now and there's the person I could be if I became who I really am meant to be. And so I'm trying to reach that goal. And the virtues are, are what allow me to climb toward that goal. Uh, but I'm not there yet. So there's the goal of human flourishing, me becoming who I am. There's me where I'm at now. Now, increasingly over the past several centuries, as I mentioned, a common understanding of what human flourishing actually is, what it means to be a human, uh, has undergone all kinds of changes, and we no longer agree. And it's even enshrined in the legal documents of our own Supreme Court that every individual supposedly has the freedom to determine what the human good is. You know, we can make this up on our own. And in a situation like this, the place of the virtues is no longer clear because we don't have a goal of what we could be like uh, that's, that's clear. We can change it from day to day. We can change our identities from one day to the next. Uh, and so what kind of goal we can have, it, it doesn't make any sense. And then the virtues, we still have this language. It's in the catechism. But what does it mean anymore? You know, how, what's it there for? Unfortunately, what comes to be the case is we start to identify virtues with feelings. So I, I feel courageous, uh, but in fact it's not the same because courage is the ability to do what I need to do even when I'm afraid, even when my life is in danger. I still hold the arrow straight and shoot it because I'm courageous. I can be very afraid. Fear isn't such a bad thing. Courage allows me to act as I must even in the face of fear. Okay. So uh, the virtues are not feelings. Faith is not a feeling. 
Faith is what allows me to act as if God is trustworthy, to act as if God is on my side, to act as if the teachings of the church are true. So faith empowers me to live in the way I'm supposed to live, to live like a child of God. So this empowerment is really important, and the apostles themselves witness to this understanding. They say, increase our faith. This is something we can practice. We can get better at it. It's not a question of sort of whether I feel like I have faith today or tomorrow, nor is it like flipping a switch and I have a moment of conversion and now I have faith where I didn't before. It's always something that's growing and getting stronger or getting weaker if we don't practice it. So we need to practice it every day. The apostles kind of want a shortcut, you know. Hey, Lord, increase our faith. Give us this thing right now, you know. Uh, we don't want to have to work for it in a sense. And, of course, our Lord doesn't buy into it. And instead, he gives us some tips on how to be predisposed to be faithful disciples. And among these tips are things like humility and a good dose of realism, reality. Who are we really? Uh, we aren't the creators. We are God's servants. We, we are not the ones who set the goals for our lives. God does that. So simply to do what God asks, humbly, docilely, uh, this will increase our faith. The last thing I, I want to say about this idea of faith as a virtue is that to increase a virtue, uh, the moral philosophers will tell us, we have to practice it with increasing intensity. So again, if I want to uh, have the virtue of strong biceps, I have to keep adding weight to the, the, bell, uh, the dumbbells I'm lifting, right? And that increased resistance forces me to work harder and by working harder, I become stronger. So the analogy, the analogy in the spiritual life with faith is that I need to come up against something like doubt so that I have to push harder with my faith. I have to experience things like suffering. And we see in the first reading from Habakkuk that uh, he's sitting there in Jerusalem, which is under siege. It's going to fall. We know that from history and asking God, why aren't you protecting your people, right? And God says, well, just wait, just wait. This is an important purification. You will be justified by your faith, by trusting that even though appearances look like God isn't on our side, this appearance isn't the truth. But we need that appearance. We need that suffering. We need those trials of faith so that our faith becomes stronger, so that we can really be actualized as children of God. When we think that God owes us, we will tend to have a bad reaction to suffering, to think that God is against us and he's unfair. On the other hand, if we follow St. Benedict's ladder of humility and see ourselves as barely competent servants in God's plan, then we have to trust in him for any growth. And the good part is we are free to rejoice when we see the growth because now it's a gift. So let us not be afraid to ask for an increase in faith. This is a good thing the apostles do. But then let us prepare ourselves to learn at the school of the Lord's service how patience and humility are tools of God's instruction. <laughs>